You're listening to Kayama Community Radio. This is Gabriella Cabral, and today I'm talking to Leanne Mitchell, a Jeringong-based chartered accountant who's worked alongside the community for many years on projects promoting local business and community resilience. Today we're also going to play you a couple of tracks from the Darlings of Jeringong, Pacific Avenue, and stay tuned till the end to hear Mark Whalen's latest heritage hotspot. KCR, Kayama Community Radio. When Kayama Community Radio needed an accountant, Leanne Mitchell from Numbers Count was the obvious choice. Now, this is not a commercial. I'm with Leanne, having a chat in her Jeringong office. Good to talk to you, Leanne. Oh, good morning. Now, if an accountant's partner can't sleep, he says, Darling, tell me about your work. <laughs> um, you look too fabulous to be boring. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I think that old-fashioned idea of who an accountant is has gone by the by, maybe to say... The new accountant is the person who works with those people supporting their businesses. It's not all just about the accounting and the tax law, but certainly the utilisation of numbers to help you support decision-making and growth and all the exciting things that you want to do. But in every industry, you need a numbers person. So you could be an accountant in the theatre world. You could be an accountant in, you know, in in a circus. So regardless of... Uh, what you do, um, I suppose the, the working environment defines a lot of your interests sometimes. Oh, absolutely. I think that what numbers give us, and for those of us who are numbers people, numbers create pictures, and pictures create a greater story. And the joy of that is that numbers and the generation of numbers are all related to people when it comes to business. So it's all about the relationships and the people and the exciting things that they're doing. And the fact that I get to be aligned with some people doing some amazing stuff. When did you decide numbers were your thing? It's interesting because there's a bit of a story and a bit of honesty. I didn't actually end up in accounting because that's what I wanted. When I finished school, I really wanted to go to university and be a teacher. So I'd done all of my work experience in primary school thinking I would just love to work with children. And as it came at the end of my schooling Due to family circumstances, I couldn't do that. So I needed a full-time job so that I could go to university. And it was suggested to me that I might like to look into accounting. I'd gone to an all-girls school. Nobody in the all-girls school was thinking anybody ever wanted to be an accountant. So I went for a few interviews, uh, the bigger firms, and I got given a couple of them. And it was interesting because I figured out very quickly that you're employed because of your personality. You needed to be good with numbers, but it's certainly a field that's growing into all about relationships and your ability to have those interactions. So I've got a fantastic job and I've built my whole career around my ability to utilize numbers and the fact that I build quite successful and long-term relationships in supporting people in their businesses. Well, you are known in the community for being approachable. And, of course, a very good accountant, I'm sure. But Numbers Count has been a a sponsor and supporter of local community activities and events for many years. I think the important thing in a business community is we're supported by the greater community. So if every business in a small town in an LGA, such as Jeringong and Kayama, 
if all the businesses grow together and everybody's growing and everybody's comfortable in their business and making good, solid decisions, all of the businesses are actually working together rather than competing with and one another. And you all benefit. For the greater benefit of the community. And the winners are the extended community. And I've, I've worked very hard over the years to try and bring those businesses together, clients and not clients, just for the sole purpose of getting people to realise the bigger vision of what we create for our community, the solidarity we build and the capacity that we build and create for our children coming through school. Because it's the growth of the businesses that bring more people into our town and attract people into wanting to live here. And the services and the extension of the services mean that really for the smallish population we have here, we have a very dynamic level of service and business industry, which supports the younger people coming through, which gives them employment so they all don't have to leave because that certainly was when I first moved here, the consideration that I know the people in my immediate world were concerned about what are our children going to do? They have to go away. So I, I think in the last 20 years, we've seen quite a dynamic shift in the capacity for Gerringong to support businesses that will support our younger people and keep them here. So when did you move into the area? Uh, We moved here 24 years ago. My children were three and a half and 18 months and we certainly did the sea change. The children's father had actually grown up in a small community and he liked that. I was a city girl. I was quite fearful of it, but I looked forward to the opportunities that being in a smaller community gave my children that solidarity, that interaction, the involvement of the people in their community with the raising of the children, I think that gets overlooked when we get to the cities. Is that when you started Numbers Count? I had started Numbers Count a few years when my daughter was actually born. I created it because I could work from home and I could work around my childcare relationships and looking after my children at home and it worked beautifully for me. And I'd done a lot of work in costing and background manufacturing with clients. And what I realized was small business doesn't always need an accountant nine till five. They're working nine till five. They need somebody after hours. And that worked really well with me when I was raising the young children. So it was sort of a win-win. And we moved out of Sydney, but at the same time, technology was building. So I didn't need to be close to these people. I could actually interact via Skype. We did back in those days and just mobile phone access. But business got to be was a creation of that new era where you didn't actually have to be face-to-face in front of people all the time to be working with them. Some people were really excited about that their accountant lived at, um, I was at Jerome at the time, overlooking Seven Mile Beach, thinking this is a wonderful, here's a picture of where my office is. Unbelievable. So we were the beginning of that change. Yes, yes. And, And what services do you, what professional services do you offer? Being that we created this business in a small community, I've always tried to support all levels of whatever community needs. We certainly look after the majority of the local charitable organisations and the community groups and their annual audits and registrations with Department of Fair Trading. But we look after self-managed super funds, people's private self-managed super funds, as well as all of the services that we give from bookkeeping up to tax planning and asset management for clients depending on what their goals are and helping them achieve those business planning, set them and tick them off on an annual basis and watch the people grow and get where they need to get well planned and well supported. Renowned Foxground artist Robin Sharp has kindly donated one of her works to be first prize in our first raffle to raise money for Kiama Community Radio. 
The work is oil on canvas, measuring 41 by 51 centimetres, entitled Mystery Landscape and valued at over $450. Second prize in the raffle is a $200 gift voucher to be spent at Eve, the restaurant and bar at the Siebel Harborside Kayama. Tickets are $10 each or three for $20 and can be purchased from any Kayama Community Radio member or email us at kayamacommunityradio at gmail.com.
That was Something Good by Jeringong band Pacific Avenue from their album Strawberry Skies. I'm Gabriella Cabral and I'm talking to Leanne Mitchell from Numbers Count in Jeringong. In, in 2017, with the impending closure of the town's only bank, you and a number of other Jeringong locals formed a committee to consider the establishment of a community bank branch. Yes, we did. It's significant in any regional area to be able to have banking support. And given the style of our community, we had small businesses who needed cash and change. We have the clubs, the bowling club, who also relied on the bank to be able to deposit their cash on a daily basis for security reasons. And all of the services that or elderly people still like to go into the bank discuss their term deposits and all of the things that happen with their daily transacting. So there were lots of levels of our community that were going to miss out when that bank closed. So we sat down, we went through a lot, reviewed all of the proposals on who might have been interested, which banks might have been interested. Bendigo certainly stepped up to the fore. And the thing that I loved about Bendigo, in our community, not only did they would come into town and create a banking service, but we actually would be part of the board and part of the decision-making of what happened with the profits. That's quite unique. And the, oh, and, and the possibilities of what that could give back to our community was a win-win all round. So it was a given that we would go down that avenue once we started that. When we first commenced, the interest by the local community was amazing. Everybody stepped up to help us. We achieved some of those initial goals very, very quickly. We set new benchmarks for the Bendigo system. Our situation, and it got a little bit tricky there along the way, but currently we're, because Bendigo is in Victoria, we're being a little bit hamstrung until we can get their property department up here to get us fitted out for our new bank. So hopefully it'll be in the next six months we might even have it open. I see. I suppose the COVID pandemic affected Um, you know that process but has it affected your business as well? I think when we look back at it now it looks quite simple at the beginning it was very tricky I had all clients ringing me what are we going to do how do we manage this what's the business going to look like because it was a period between when we first got closed down the businesses were set basically had to cease trading and the introducing of the job keeper system so there was a lot of trying to keep clients from panicking and feeling like we were able to support them and working together as a team to make sure that we were all going to come out of this together and in support. So at the time I worked with Megan Hutchison at Coyama Council, we were doing annual webinars to update the community on what the changes were because it was a growth cycle. Scott Morrison would say something and went to Treasury and then they'd have a look at it and the tax office got part of it and then what worked, what didn't work. I was very blessed to have some support from the Small Business um, Council in Canberra because lots of people did look like they were going to miss out. So it was a lot of work to make sure that nobody missed out, that we were able to all hold together and work together to get everybody to the other side of this. And I mean, we're still working through that and it's quite a process. But I've been incredibly impressed by the number of businesses in Kiama and Jeringong that pivoted worked with what they had, worked together, supported one another to actually get us through. So I think what I've loved out of the COVID was how it really did reconnect community where people had got a little bit disjointed and disconnected. So that reconnection, I think, is really, really important and we need to find a way of holding that. Absolutely. Well, that's part of our Kaima community radios. Raison d'être, you know, that's why we were formed, I think, in light of the COVID crisis and that need 
to connect community. You've been involved in other community initiatives like, you know, supporting Jeringong businesses. The Jeringong Association is part of that? Yes, actually we had a meeting about that last night. It, it's interesting because during a COVID situation that we had, everybody's a bit uh, locked down into their own businesses and what is very particular to each person's individual business. The purpose of the Jeringong Association initially was set up when we were struggling with businesses closing in the main street because we weren't actually supporting our own businesses in town, the local community. So how did we get that to change? How did we try to renegotiate the way people looked at their retail spend and having enough services in Jeringong that people would actually look first in town before they went to Shell Harbour Square or Kiama to go and spend those dollars to keep the vibrancy as we first discussed and build those businesses as a collective in town to keep the businesses alive and keep the services existing for those local businesses and COVID and the closure of the ANZ Bank were huge challenges for us to get past in the initial stages. Uh, So during the COVID crisis we did keep a newsletter style correspondence with those people but we're looking forward to reconnecting for Christmas and bringing back the businesses together and making sure that we're there for one another, checking in with the other businesses, making sure that they're okay and really starting to socialise again because we've been so disjointed a little bit in the COVID and the necessity to be distanced and... Finding that right balance is difficult to actually not be isolated completely, to relate to people, particularly in a business sense but then also um, be part of that community at the same time. It's, it's a difficult balance to strike. It is a difficult balance and it will be a new way for us to look for in the future as to how we will create that connection and what does that connection actually look like to keep the businesses together and feeling supported and be able to get resources that are actually useful to all of the local businesses. And that's the key for Cheringong Association is how can we actually provide support and get the necessary training or resources or the things that the businesses are still lacking into town, one of them being the bank, and that's on its way. But technical resources, getting people trained up and even DA support into council, which works with the Jeringong South Precinct as well. So we've got lots of current support. It's a matter of bringing it all back together again now that we're on the other end of COVID to work together and hold together the the vibrancy of the community. Mm, absolutely. Well, um, Leanne, K- KCR certainly appreciates your support and we appreciate your time and patience in talking to us. Thank you so much. I wish you all the very best. You're all putting in a lot of work and I think that the Kaimer LGA area will be the winners. And Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, what do accountants suffer from that ordinary people don't? Depreciation. A different... <laughs>
That was Give Me a Call by Pacific Avenue. And Madeline, I believe you have a tale to tell about Leanne Mitchell. I do, Gabby. I have proof that Leanne Mitchell is a good woman and all-round good citizen. Leanne probably doesn't even remember, but a couple of years ago, my not-very-adventurous and sight-impaired 85-year-old mother was flying into Albion Park, and the plane was early. So as I was driving up to the terminal at the allotted time, I suddenly saw that all the lights were off and everything was dark. So I basically screeched to a halt and started running towards the terminal with images of my mother wandering around the the dark, deserted back streets of Albion Park. And over on the left, I caught sight of a couple of people standing under a streetlight. And Leanne Mitchell was there with my mother, chatting away, keeping her happy and keeping her entertained. And as it turned out, Leanne had been on the same plane as my mother and had already been sweet to her and offered to help, even before I left her abandoned at the airport. I'll never forget that and I'll be eternally grateful to Leanne for being sweet and generous to my mother. This is Mark Whalen for Kiama Community Radio. I am here with a heritage hotspot where I will be telling you a true but little known story from Kiama's rich past. Once Kiama Harbour was a hub of activity, as it was the only way to travel north or south before the railway line arrived. One mystery of Kiama's harbour was highlighted by some descendants of a Swedish captain who died in mysterious circumstances which they thought was more likely foul play than accident. In 1879, according to the Court of Inquiry, as reported in the Kyrie Independent at the time, after seeing the famous Blondin do his tightrope walk across the blowhole, did the Swedish captain Martin Gullapane of the Terrigal Packet slip and fall into Kyama Harbour after a few celebratory brews at the Brighton Hotel? He was found the next day floating, standing up because the water had filled his sea boots. Or was he pushed? Why did the two sleeping crewmen state they didn't hear a splash? The Court of Inquiry brought a verdict of accidental death due to the lack of a plank to reach the ship and no lighting, and no ladders to climb out of the harbour after such a fall. Ironically, the ladders to climb out of the harbour were due to be installed the very next day by Moriarty Engineering. The spooky part of this is that the story in the Crime Independent is dated the 16th of April 1880. How does that sit with the report of the terrible packet almost a year earlier, sinking on the 22nd of July 1879 in the Brisbane Courier. The Swedish captain is buried in Kaima Cemetery under the name Martin Gollisvang. This is Mark Whalen for Kaima Community Radio.
I'm Glenn Shepherd. Join me on Mondays for Around the Arenas, KCR's sports program, where you'll hear what's been happening in sport across our region. I'll also talk to sporting identities to get an insight into the sports they're involved in. If you'd like to send me information about your sport or club event to be included in the program, email me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com and I look forward to seeing you around one of our sporting arenas. You've been listening to Kayama Community Radio.